Welcome to the Side Hustle Project, a podcast where we explore the nitty-gritty details behind what it takes to start and grow a profitable side hustle. I'm your host, Ryan Robinson, and in this podcast, I'm bringing you interviews with entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, CEOs, investors, and people just like you who are building and profiting from interesting side hustles. In today's episode, we're talking to Alex Nerdy, one half of the couple behind the massively popular blog Create and Go, which he started as a side project with his partner, Lauren, after meeting each other back in 2014. Originally from Arlington, Texas, Alex started experimenting in the world of entrepreneurship with a college business plan he put together for a social network designed for fitness enthusiasts. Now, when that idea failed to get off the ground, Alex began working as a personal trainer after graduating from school. And it was shortly after that when one fateful swipe right led him to meeting Lauren. Together, they began experimenting with blogging on the side of their day jobs and eventually launched their first site that would go on to become successful called Avocado, where they began sharing content related to nutrition, fitness, and weight loss. It was a slow build, but they eventually hit the $40,000 a month mark in revenue and began diversifying their business by launching Create and Go, which now generates well over $100,000 a month from a combination of course sales, affiliate revenue, and more. In this episode, Alex and I talk about how he and Lauren paired their interests with their skills to launch multiple blogs that now generate over a million dollars in annual revenue for themselves. We dig into their strategies for driving massive amounts of traffic to their websites by leveraging Pinterest marketing and getting their content to go viral. We cover the ways they began creating their own courses, ebooks, and other digital products, the tactics they use to build a highly engaged email list, and then launch courses to that audience. As always, you can find everything we mentioned in today's episode in the show notes at ryrob.com slash podcast. That's spelled R-Y-R-O-B dot com slash podcast. Let's get into today's interview with Alex Nerney. Alex, welcome to the show. What up? Hey, man. It's great to finally connect you and your partner, Lauren, at Create & Go, are two people I've seen a lot of online these past few years. Um, but uh, before we get into your business today, I do want to take a quick step back in time, build some context for our listeners. Where are you originally from? So originally, I'm born and raised in Arlington, Texas. So just a suburb outside the DFW area. Nice. And is that where, you know, your parents are from? Did they kind of land there and have you guys? What, how did you guys end up in that area? Yeah. So my parents uh, bounced around for a while there. They met at Virginia Tech and uh, bounced around for a bit. And my dad got a job out in Texas. And that was the origination of why, um, why we were there. And that was actually where we started our business from as well. Uh, where Lauren and I really started hitting the ground running with blogging. So Arlington is a special, weird place in my heart. <laughs> uh, do you remember the very first business or side project of, of your own that you began working on? I'm um, mm -hmm. assuming it was you know back in those Arlington, Texas days. Yeah, so I, I actually saved. Uh, I, I saved. Well, there was one way before that. Actually, the first one that I started was like back in college, and uh, <laughs> I still saved like the business plan that I made. It was a social networking site for people who were into working out. And uh, it was called bodpeeps.com. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. Just looking at that. I, I, I made sure on the business plan to write confidential everywhere because I was very concerned about somebody stealing this grand idea. Um, but I, you it's know, I was always that URL though. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Killer URL. <laughs> it's probably taken these. I should look at, look it up sometime. 
but the uh, but that was that was kind of the first venture um, as far as just myself, uh, just trying things online. I had read the Four Hour Work Week back in college, and it really inspired me to to try to make my own path. Fast forward um, to 2015 when Laura and I started our first kind of venture together was this website called Health and Happy Hour. And the original idea was, uh, well, we like to work out and we also like to drink. So like, let's put those two things together. And it didn't work. It was, uh, it was a failure in a sense, but uh, we had learned a lot from it uh, along. And it really helped us in solidifying our future success with blogging. So. Yeah, that's something I've personally found too, is that, um, you know, with myself, with pretty much everyone I've had here on the podcast, um, it takes a few failures in most cases in order to get your first big win. So it's it's the lessons you learn along the way. It's the things that you uh, can point back at and say, I am definitely not doing that again, or, hey, this worked kind of well. Let's see if it continues to work. So I like that. Yeah, you know, I, I really agree with that. You kind of, from trying things, learn more of a sense of like, this isn't something for me. And sometimes that little Plinko effect of like kind of bouncing off like this to that, to this, to that can be really helpful in understanding you yourself and what's going to be the right thing for you. And that was, you know, where all those, and again, you can call them failures, you can call them learning lessons, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. But the, the real deal was that such a necessary part of having success at anything. Yeah. And that context is, is key to, you know, what's right for you may not be exactly the same kind of business that's right for other people too. For sure. For sure. And people make, make that mistake a lot, right? They see a guru or see somebody like myself online and they want to mimic and copy like everything we've done. And it's just like, man, you're not getting it. Like this is about like forging your own path through um, trying things is is going to lead you to infinitely more success. Because if not, you'll build out a job for yourself. You'll build yourself something that uh, you have to work and don't actively like. So speaking more to that forging your own path kind of uh, you know mantra right now, I, I want to go back to when you and Lauren first met. So this is 2014, um, you know, thanks to a couple of, as you put it, uh, fateful swipes on, on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> were sure. you guys living at the time that you met? So at the time we were living in uptown Dallas. So we were out there um, just living the good uptown life. What was your first date? Do you remember? Oh, we went to the Katy Trail Ice House. Uh, we went to, um, it's just this bar out there uh, on the Katy Trail. It's like kind of like this uh, little trail that they've created full of, um, it's just like a really long six mile stretch. I'm not sure if it's even six miles, but it's a long stretch of concrete in the middle of the concrete jungle, but it's got like trees and stuff. And uh, it's kind of a nice place, but the Ice House was a staple there. And so we met up, uh, met up and got a drink. All right. Nice. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah, what were you guys sure. both doing for work at the time? So at the time I was a personal trainer. I was running my own personal training practice, running around and doing a lot of in-home work. Uh, some of the work that I did was with clients at a gym as well, but you know, I was doing good as a personal trainer. It was, um, I, I use some of the marketing I've learned over the years to, to market myself pretty well. And Lauren was a CPA at the time. Uh, well, she hadn't gotten her license just yet. She was just um, an, an accountant. But she was actually, when we met, was studying for the um, CPA exams, which is pretty funny because 
whenever we decided to quit our jobs, I mean, she had just gotten that license. And if you know anything about that, it's a, yeah, yeah, you know, right? You, you are. Oh, yeah. I have a yeah. lot of friends who took that path. That is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So she had just gotten it. And imagine me going to her dad's house and explaining like, hey, yeah, you should totally quit your job and follow this personal trainer guy who really <laughs> knows about the internet. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I bet he loved you. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun conversation. Uh, <laughs> you know, looking back, Neil Neil handled it as well as you would hope any dad would handle it, but it was not. It was. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't something that I think he had a lot of faith in. That's what we'll say. Yeah, fair enough, though. Fair enough. But uh, at least it turned out well. Uh, so, you know, speaking of of things beginning to to turn out well, um, what set you guys down the path to eventually um, launching Avocado? Because this is now, you know, the first blog that starts to do well. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yes. So what what had happened is we had started to play around with Health and Happy Hour. Um, I'd created some posts, created some different things, and Avocado. Uh, was just this other idea that we had. And it, it differed a lot from where health and happy are stemmed. Health and happy are stemmed from this idea of like, what do we really want to create? What are the things that Lauren and I like to do and want to share with people? Um, and that was where it originated the idea originated from. Avocado originated from this kind of different framework of what would somebody else want? Or like, what does this target demographic of people you know, want as far as being healthy is concerned. What does that really look like? Uh, we modeled it after a couple of websites at the time. Um, that's where we created some of kind of our original posts, but we, the, it, the whole framework was instead, let's focus on this, you know, typical, this, let's focus on this type of person that might be interested in this content. And that was, that was the big distinction between the two. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, maybe also this is a combination of, um, you know, pursuing your own interests as far as the topics you guys covered in the early days, um, maybe doing some keyword research as well. Did that kind of enter the picture yet or no? Yeah, that, that, that had started to enter the picture. We, we started to look up because I mean, when you, when you're talking about creating content, other people need a lot of that content stems from, we feel like it's about 80% should stem from this keyword research and because of that, again, it just changed our frame of where we were approaching the blog from. It was like, what do we, how do we create this to get people here who are really interested in this topic? We, we kept it in the health and wellness space, though. And that was just simply because, you know, as a personal trainer, Lauren was, um, she was a vegan before we met. And um, this is some funny stories about that popped in my brain. But the um, we were always interested in health, you know, we we're always talking about it and stuff like that. So just, we didn't want to venture outside of that category. And that was why we, uh, created avocado. Do you remember the first post on your site that kind of, uh, you know, maybe went viral or drove in a bunch of readers? What, when you noticed like, Hey, this is something we might be onto something here. Yeah. Yeah, I do. There was, so there was uh, some recipe articles, that got some initial traction and that was from Pinterest and from using Pinterest and seeing what was popular on there. We had posted some, some recipe articles. We made some embarrassing articles as well. Some articles that didn't do well, like things on like, what are the top 11 purple foods that you should eat? Just some <laughs> really dumb content. 
but the but the other one that originally went viral was this one that we created us just on yoga poses. Uh, again, we we didn't really start out with the intention of like you know this blog being about yoga. That was never in our brains, but it was something where we saw it was popular on Pinterest, and we saw that, and we felt like, hey, you know, like we could give kind of a different um, framework around yoga, like use yoga poses, but as well, like talk about, hey, you know, doing these yoga poses are awesome. What's the science behind yoga? Why does it lower your cortisol, and why is that helpful for fat loss and these types of things? Uh, and that was kind of the original article that started to blow up. Was this like? Uh, I think it was like 10 yoga poses for fat loss. And it talks, and it not only talked about, Hey, using yoga is great, but you know, you need to have an awesome diet as well. And it seemed to just really resonate with the group of people on Pinterest. That is super smart. I mean, I think it's, as you put it, a combination of, you know, pairing your interests with also trend and I did like opportunity identification too. So seeing what's already doing well out there, thinking, okay, how can we kind of, you know, uniquely cover this topic that we know people already want more about. So that's, that sounds like a win to me. Was Now, was this kind of the initial funnel too, like to this article, the people coming to this article from you know, Pinterest from elsewhere. Was this the funnel that also led to kind of your first transaction and sales? Yes. The, this was, this was sort of the beginning. So what happens is like, what I tell a lot of bloggers, a lot of people is when you're creating a business, a better way to do things is to not like be so set on something, create things and then let kind of your readers dictate where you go. And so like one of the big ones was like, we had you know, all this traffic to yoga. And so it was like, all right, let's create some more yoga articles. So now we have a few yoga articles at the time. And it was like, okay, let's create, um, let's add some Amazon associates, you know, to the thing. Let's add something like a yoga strap. That's something that everybody needs. And that was kind of the first, you know, income that we had started, we started to make where people buying like, you know, these related yoga products on Amazon associates. And as much as you know, $10 or whatever a day um, might not sound like a lot. It was monumental for us because it was, oh my gosh, this is real. Like we can, if we can make $10, we can make a hundred dollars, you know? And it was, it was a very, it was a very important part of the process for us. But yeah, that was kind of the original, the original phone funnel was create awesome content for Pinterest, get people on our articles and get them viewing products on Amazon associates. At what point did you guys start to kind of create your own products? Because now, you know, looking at where you guys are today, you look like pros at like online courses, eBooks, other types of, you know, downloadable yeah. digital products. So when did you guys first start kind of tooling around with courses and things like that? So, all right. So at this time, kind of bringing people into where we were at, we, you know, we had quit our jobs in 2016, January, 2016 started to create these articles, started to get people on our articles. And then the next step was email marketing. It was, okay, so we should try to create a way to capture people's email addresses so that we can continue to contact them about our articles and about um, the things that we have. And so we had some email stuff set up, then we get started to get really serious about it. So we started to do that and then collecting emails. And then the thought was, okay, are there other yoga products we can sell that have higher margins that um, will bring us more money? And so what we did is we looked around for products online. We found uh, one on ClickBank and it was a decent yoga product. 
it was pretty cheap and we felt like our audience uh, didn't really want anything like too crazy expensive. So we're like, okay, this will work. And so we just put it in the emails that we were sending out to people. And that was, you know, kind of the next phase of the process was this learning more about affiliate marketing, learning exactly um, how to affiliate market appropriately. During this time, we were buying all sorts of courses, all sorts of products on different things. We were buying things on, you know, how to send emails, what's good copywriting, um, these types of lessons we still had to learn. But that was that was the next phase of the funnel was adding in an email funnel um, that indoctrinated people that talked about us. We talked about our journey, talked about me being a personal trainer, talked about Lauren learning yoga, and we started to insert our story a lot more. And that was the next step. Yeah, the story seems like it's a very important element in, you know, in selling anything that your personal brand is connected to. I agree. I think, I think people miss that. I think people spout too many facts and don't understand the insane importance of your story, how your story connects the facts is really what keeps people engaged. Do you feel the same way? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, it's something that I've, I, it's a lesson I've had to learn myself time and time again too. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, you're more facts. Yeah. You probably a more facts oriented guy, right? As a CPA. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That is for sure. <laughs> so, uh, my, my brain work. so that's what we you know some of the things that we did wrong at the beginning was you know that's where we started right we we just started like listing all these scientific studies and it was just like somebody you know and you can tell from people not visiting your blog but what they're really saying is nobody cares you know because <laughs> they just they really don't you know they, they do care about how the studies relate to them but you can just beating them over the head with facts is not a way to endear anybody to you. Absolutely. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, we go from, you know, you're testing out affiliate marketing. You start to learn more about, you know, how to better sell to your audience. Um, pretty soon, you know, shortly thereafter, you guys are doing really well. I think, you know, we were, we were talking before we hit record here. Um, you had your first month that was $40,000 in revenue. Um, while you were on vacation, right? Yeah, so it was crazy. So we, <laughs> so when we, yeah, it is, it's insane. So we started to double our revenues ever since we quit our job. We quit our job and, uh, you know, went from, we're making $200 a month to 400 and 400, 800, 800, 2000. Uh, then we got to about 8,000. And then we had this month where we did 40K. And what, um, yeah, what had happened there was we had this, Pinterest pin go viral uh, for our health and wellness blog. I got, you know, again, it, it is very, is really about us connecting with our audience better over time because we had continued to create articles and continue to create uh, things that they were interested in. We really understood the content creation process of how to really actually genuinely connect with our audience instead of uh, faux connection or like, it's funny because people have tried to mimic us exactly and it doesn't work because I think it's this like faux connection. But we created this, uh, we created this article and went viral. The, but the reason why uh, we made so many sales is because we had figured out the process. Uh, at the time, 
you know, each step of the scale. So if we're moving in progression, we would say, all right, we did Amazon associates. Now we're doing email marketing. Now we're learning how to sell via email marketing. And then on top of that, we have then created our own yoga product and our own products by creating our own products and our own services. We're able to take those margins, you know, way, way up before we were getting like three, $5 a sale on the yoga product we were selling that jumps up to $37 when we start selling our own product. Um, and because of that, because we had the system down, all that was left was to create content that really spoke to people. And so we had all the back end all set up. And so what happened to create that giant jump was we had all the back end all figured out. And then we just started creating content specifically designed around this person. And because of that, that's why we took a huge, huge leap. And yeah, we were... I remember we had one day in particular, it was a $5,000 day and Lauren and I were hammered. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were with friends uh, just doing kind of like one of those all day, like partying things. And, you know, and you know, this, right. Is like uh, on your cell phone, you will have, uh, it's kind of like a slot machine with your email over time because you'll just keep, you, you'll see or that. Notifications. Yes. You're always like swiping and like, waiting for the bar to roll around and like have new sales. And we were just like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Because like that day was just such a, a day because every time you scrolled, there was like five new purchases in the inbox and you'd wait another hour and then you'd scroll and there'd be five more. And uh, it was just such a crazy experience. Um, but that's kind of why it happened. It happened because we had set everything up and then we started creating very specific content around um, the type of person we wanted to attract. Yeah. And you did a lot of work all up front before you could even get to that point to, to kind of be ready to accept those, you know, that influx of traffic and sales. For sure. Isn't that true about being an entrepreneur, right? You do all that upfront work and then suddenly you're you know, <laughs> successful. It, uh, it looks overnight, but it's certainly not. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so now I know getting into the Pinterest stuff, um, this is something that, you know, you guys talk a lot about on create and go, um, mm -hmm. your other newer kind of websites. Um, but you know, I, I know it's impossible to kind of, you know, all disclaimers aside, tell people how to go viral on Pinterest with every single pin they post. Right. But right. if you had to try and like pick out some of the, you know, pointers or best practices, um, how would you tell our listeners here today? Um, to think about being successful on Pinterest at least? I think the high level thing is actually more important than the low level. I think you go to any article and people will tell you the same thing. They'll tell you create a group board and have it keyworded and do these simple things. I think those matter and I think you can't skip those things. Those things are important. But what I would say actually is what made us stand out was focusing on standing out. It was focusing on being different. And at the time, you know, Pinterest didn't really have any, the pins that were created for women were embarrassing. Like as a personal trainer, I know very well when a guy is marketing an image of a woman to a woman versus when uh, it's created by a woman um, because of the, the way the girls look. Uh, I'm not going to get too detailed into it. I, I don't think it's going to be very helpful for the reader. But the, the thing is, is that we just looked at that and we we're like, oh my gosh, this content's not very good. So how do we create something better? 
And that was our focus. Our focus was like, how do we create images and things that really stand out on Pinterest? And, and that was the main focus. And so going to Pinterest today, it is still the same process where you need to look around at your competition, look around at the people around you. And if everybody, you know, when everybody's zigging, you need to zag, you know, you, you can't just copy and paste. You, you want to come up with a creative new way of doing things. And, and that's what really helped us. And it's still helpful to this day. So if you're on Pinterest or you're you're trying it out, go in there, look at the content around you and be like, how can I make this better? How can I make this truly more interesting, more captivating, more uh, helpful to this, this demographic? If you do that, you see, you might not have a viral Pinterest pin that reaches 97,000 views in a day, but that, that won't matter. It, it will, you will reach certainly enough people uh, to make plenty of a living yeah. And you're building a long-term business too with that approach. Right. Which is so, so important, man. This is, this is why I think blogging is so, so different, man, is that you're not, this isn't some scheme. This isn't some hack. This isn't some trick. You're, you're trying to build a business and it's not as sexy at times because, I mean, our story can be kind of sexy making a hundred thousand dollars our first year, but you know, starting some drop shipping business and making a hundred thousand dollars in the first month, it's probably more sexy, but it's, it's a scheme. It's a hack. It's a trick. It's not building a brand or building a business, which is much more long-term. Absolutely. Um, so now, you know, speaking of making a hundred grand in a month, <laughs> you guys uh, are doing that. You're, you're kind of consistently hitting these levels of income now um, about three years into your blogging journey. You have a couple of different blogs, Avocado, um, create and go. You have several different courses out there, Pinterest, Traffic, Avalanche, which my girlfriend has actually taken. Um, you have some blogging courses. You, you guys have done a lot. So, you know, what's coming next for create and go and for, you know, Avocado as well? Yeah. So Avocado has been sitting there on autopilot for a while, which, which speaks to kind of the beauty of the blogging business. If you get it set up right, uh, you can automate a lot of your processes, but there are certain ways that we want to take it to the next level. We've never focused on SEO with Avocado, but the, the truth is that it has a lot of opportunity there. Uh, and the next thing with Create and Go really is like we're shifting our mission focus from, um, you know, making a lot of money to making our courses and making things so spectacular um, that people just rant and rave about what we do. The, you know, our whole, our whole goal is like to get, um, 10 people to $10,000 per month blogging, get a hundred people to a thousand dollars a month blogging and get a thousand people to a hundred dollars a month blogging. Um, and we've gotten, I think six or seven people to 10, $10,000 or more per month blogging. And so it, it's exciting. And we just want to continue that process and continue uh, developing those relationships uh, better and better by making our courses better and better. The, I don't think there's anything else that we need to particularly create right now. I think it's just about making what we do so spectacular and so mind-blowing that people, um, people just want to chant the good name of Create and Go without us having to say anything. We, our, yeah, one of, our, one of our courses, man, our 21-day challenge on Avocado, you know, this is one of those things about online marketing that I've had to learn over time, man, is the process I used to think was all numerical. I used to think like, oh, well, you send people here and conversion rate X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. But what happens on Avocado, we've received so many emails like, 
me and all my friends in my community, you know, are, are in my church group are all going to do the 21 day challenge together. And, you know, we all got these awesome results and stuff like that. You just don't realize that, you know, a lot of your sales and a lot of things are going to come from the way that people talk about you. And so serving them like in an unbelievable way is the, is really the next way for us to scale. Yeah. I love that. Cause you can, you know, you can look at this menu of all these different, you know, call them marketing channels or conversion channels. Um, but really focusing on just making something that people want to talk about and share about and create kind of a word of mouth engine for, um, I mean, that's as good as it gets, right? You don't have to spend any extra money even to acquire new customers if, if everyone's so excited that they're shouting from the rooftops about your products. Yeah, for sure. And then it's, it's an even better process because then you don't have to, you know, be the one running around marketing all the time. People are marketing for you. I love it. Okay, well, Alex, my last question for you today. Um, what's been the best investment you feel you've ever made in the context of growing your business? And this can be in the form of time, money, tools, products, services, or otherwise. Myself. The best investments that I've made are not, it was quitting the job and having the faith that we would figure it out. It was that investment in time where we said, okay, you know, like we are, you know, it was funny. So you'll, again, I think you'll relate to some of the stories. So Lauren was CPA at the time and right. The beginning of the year in 2016 was coming up. And that means that, you know, she's going to be working 70, 80 hours a week. And right. We're trying to create this blogging business. So we had to make this decision on, okay, what if we just quit? What if we just went all in? And it was really an investment in ourselves. It was an investment like we're smart enough to figure this out and we need more time. And that was the smartest investment that we ever made. Like I said, as soon as we quit, we doubled our revenue every month for the first six, seven months of blogging. So that's what I would say was the best investment. I love it. And it's sometimes scary to make that decision. But um, I mean, hey, if you never would have made it, you who knows where you'd be today? For sure. It's not something I can preach to everybody as like a catch-all because, you know, your circumstance will be different than mine. Um, but if you have the opportunity and have the savings and have um, a passion and a desire, it worked for me. That's what I'll say. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Alex, where can our listeners go today to learn more about you, Lauren, Create & Go, everything else that you're up to? Yeah, man, the best, the best two sources are, uh, well, there's three. So one is createandgo.com. It's our website. Um, we would love to help you on your blogging journey. The other source is our YouTube channel, Create and Go. Uh, people regularly tell me that they completely watched all those, binge watched all our videos on there. We have some, you know, what's cool about YouTube is that we have some videos from, you know, way back in the day. Like when I first started, you know, recording the videos and they're really rough and they're really raw, but you're going to see like, Oh, you know, at the time, at the time of making that video, you know, we were earning like, you know, maybe 10 grand, 20 grand a month consistently on avocado and you'll see us progress all the way forward. Um, so I think that's a really cool resource. And then as well, we have a community group called honest bloggers on Facebook. Uh, and we'd love to have, uh, anybody on there. We'd love to help you help you in your journey. Beautiful. All right, Alex. Well, thank you again for joining us, brother. Appreciate you. If you enjoyed this episode of the Side Hustle Project, I would love your support. 
head on over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating. And as always, you can catch every episode of the Side Hustle Project on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.